Empowered Health, a podcast shedding light on how healing is an inside job. Keys to your inner power and total transformation. Discussing wholeness, wellness, and the effects of the mind on the physical and energetic parts of our being. A podcast to support you, moving from fear and pain into wellness and purpose. Belief, hope, connection, energetic keystones for transformation and inner power. Sacred knowledge that inspires us to look within, to find our own unique path. Empowered health, release and rewire to become what you truly are, strong, whole, and empowered. Hi everyone, this is Jane and Shell, your naturopathic doctors, here to inspire and support you on your journey. Hello Amit. Amit graduated from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. Dr. Amit is one of the only naturopathic doctors who combines naturopathic medicine, functional medicine, gestalt, psychotherapy, EMDR, family constellations, and homeopathy. He does all of this to heal your mind, body, and family trauma. Amit, it's so good to see you. We haven't seen you in many, many years since we were all studying together. And... um, how did you end up in Kenya? <laughs> well, first of all, my love is pouring out for you too, so thank you for this. Um, Kenya's home, I grew up here, and um, basically I wanted to come back and do mobile clinics for poor communities. So after finishing naturopathic college and psychotherapy school in Canada, I came back uh, to combine homeopathy, psychotherapy, everything, to help treat poor communities living without healthcare. So I returned home in a way. And um, that's really the story. And then I combined that with private practice where I'm doing a lot of psychotherapy and family constellations and naturopathic medicine. Um, and that helps me support, of course, some of the community work I do. That is truly amazing, Ahmed. It's so good to see you. Um, now, we're wanting you to just kind of start by sharing how you approach mind-body medicine mm-hmm. who have experienced traumas. So the important thing to realize is that the mind and body are not separate, right? When you feel an emotion or you go through any stress or trauma, you go through the fight or flight response, right? And that has a direct physical effect on the body. Your adrenal glands kick in and they produce adrenaline and your cortisol levels go off and Also, what happens is the environment in your gut changes, right? You get different cytokines or different chemicals released in your gut environment. And those chemicals can contribute to what we call dysbiosis or an imbalance of gut flora. 
So a lot of people think it's only antibiotics in a poor diet, but actually stress and unresolved trauma actually mess up your gut environment as well, right? And so a lot of people are only taking supplements uh, without releasing their trauma or they're healing their emotions or their belief systems or even borrowed ancestral trauma from their families and grandparents. And we'll talk about how to heal that with family constellations. And so what I found out um, through my own healing journey, because I was bullied in school, um, I went through a couple of breakups, felt abandoned by my family. All these things had very strong impact on my nervous system and my self-esteem. I also had, you know, poor skin, gas and bloating, etc. And so by using naturopathic medicine to heal the physical, there were still things remaining to be healed, I felt. And therefore, I found out that by healing the mind and all these old emotions, using psychotherapy, using EMDR, using family constellations, my body and mind healed much faster, right? Because I came out of the subconscious fight or flight that we're stuck in because of unresolved trauma. And my cortisol level started reducing, so my gut lining got stronger. My liver started healing as well because there's less tension or stagnation in the liver. And we'll talk about how important the liver is to everything in your body. It's my favorite organ. It's the master organ, actually. Um, so it's, it's super important to also include the person's history, uh, the emotional history, whether it's abuse, whether it's abandonment, whether it's a breakup, whether it's um, witnessing your parents fighting. These are all known as adverse childhood experiences or ACEs. And studies are actually showing that people with a lot of ACEs have a higher risk of heart disease, of cancer, of diabetes, of a lot of chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they stay in this fight or flight and don't really realize they're in a constant state of stress. Mm-hmm. Amit, can you share what was imposed upon you to believe that you healed yourself from by others? Yeah. You know, I know there's maybe like, a few things that the the biggies. Um, uh, a lot of things were imposed on me. One, that I was small and worthless because <laughs> I was the smallest kid in town or in boarding school. And, um, you know, anger was not allowed in the family. Anger, that's very common with people. Anger is a very suppressed emotion. Although with my clients, I show them how to express it in a healthy way to manage it because it's an expression of boundary and a limit where I've reached my limit now, please stop. Mm-hmm. And so people mistake anger and violence they're very different yeah anger aggression is a beautiful how do i say it call for stop putting a limit onto stimulus um it's not okay to ask for what you want perhaps or it's not okay to ask for too much these are all subtle beliefs that we all live with right and um one thinks it's impossible to heal these because these are normal morals however the degree of infiltration of these beliefs into our nervous system, into our minds, really limit our possibilities of abundance, of health, of just feeling relaxed and good within ourselves. So true. That's very true. So you use, that's how you became so passionate about this group of healing modalities that you use. Which would you like to go in first? Well, (laughs) <laughs> all of it because there's no real separation right so we have the gut we'll talk about the gut the liver adrenal connection first and how the mind comes in as well so you have your gut which is like a nice lining kept healthy by good bacteria and good food 
and with antibiotic use, poor diet, etc., the good bacteria get killed off, the lining gets damaged, and toxins go into the bloodstream, causing inflammation everywhere. That's the leading cause for asthma, eczema, arthritis, and other inflammatory conditions, and also increases the risk for cancer. All these toxins and inflammation then go to the liver, and the liver controls everything in the body, digestion, hormone balance, detoxification, um, immune cell activation, iron storage, you know, glucose conversion, all that. And so the liver becomes stagnant. It produces less bile, so you, um, you have more gas, bloating, digestion, and constipation. Because remember, bile lubricates the stool. So a lot of people think that their constipation, uh, they need laxatives, big mistake. Most times constipation is due to a liver stagnation issue. And also what happens with liver stagnation, you, go, you have more PMS symptoms, or you might have estrogen dominance and progesterone deficiency, increasing the risk for cancer. With liver stagnation, you also have more toxins stored in the lymphatic system. And with more toxins in the lymphatic system, you're detoxifying less, so you have more oxidative damage to your cells, more DNA damage, and a higher risk of cancer as well, right? So all this is going on. And then, of course, all this inflammation stimulates your adrenal glands, who are already tired from stress, demands, you know, old traumatic memories, etc. The inflammation and toxicity stimulates your adrenal glands to produce more cortisol. Over time, your adrenal glands get burnt out. You go into cortisol imbalance, which shuts down your immunity, makes you put on weight, retain water, right? And also suppresses your thyroid function because cortisol and thyroid hormones, they go hand in hand. So now all these things are plummeting. You're going to experience a suppression of also brain chemicals. So you go into anxiety, depression, OCD, um, insomnia, suicidal thoughts. And this is all coming from inflammation, toxicity, and adrenal fatigue, and a cortisol imbalance. Now, add on top of this trauma, yeah? mental trauma from the external, from the environment. You know, your mom beating you, your dad beating you, whatever you witness all these adverse childhood experiences, they stimulate the stress, the fight or flight response. So again, your adrenal glands are exhausted and burnt out by these stresses. And when you don't resolve these traumas, they stay in your nervous system. So they continuously stimulate your body into guarding, into preoccupation, into ruminative thoughts, uh, into low self-esteem. And all these are stressors, right? So you're constantly working, constantly working, never feeling at ease inside. So you burn out your adrenal glands much faster, one, and any new stresses actually create a hyper response, right? Any new stresses, you will, str you will respond much more strongly compared to a person who's not had so many traumas in their life. Mm -hmm. So it's a double whammy. And of course, our nervous system and our cells also store trauma. So the more trauma we pick up, the more stagnation happens within our cells and certain organs, leading to chronic disease and pain in those particular organs mm -hmm. so it's important to heal the mind with emdr psychotherapy family constellation therapy as well as heal the gut the liver and the adrenal system which i talk about in my course and we'll go through some of the tips here yeah it's so important to get the liver functioning well and to alleviate the stagnation and we know from being you know traditional chinese medical practitioners that having virtue stagnation we can feel a lot of anger and we can feel a lot of frustration um, what would you recommend for people 
to kind of clear that stagnation and get their livers functioning better on it? One is I always use homeopathy, right? There's certain homeopathic remedies like maxvomic or lycopodium that detoxify the liver, one. Number two is release the emotional stress, right? So anger comes often from feeling helpless or overpowered, right? And the suppressed anger and frustration because there wasn't permission to express outwards. So we work on those vulnerabilities, those places, those pain points where somebody feels disempowered, right? And through therapy, we give them that space and permission and the trust to feel seen in that place of hurt and pain. I also will get some clients to actually beat a mattress, really hit a mattress and say the right words related to that event that really bring out a strong emotion. And that helps move the bile in the liver and release the stagnation also. So it depends what the root cause is, right? And of course, you want to support liver function at the same time with herbs and supplements, right? Milk thistle, dandelion, alpha lipoic acid. All these are fantastic. Um, and I test them energetically with each client. But generally, milk thistle and alpha lipoic acid and dandelion are fantastic for the liver. Mm -hmm. But you cannot only rely on herbs, right? You got to really go deeper with the homeopathy and with the emotional expression as well. Yeah, because homeopathy can release at such a deep level. But you also use it just to detox the liver. I use it to detoxify the liver as well as to heal old trauma as well. So thanks, Jane. Yeah, you're right. So depending on the trauma the person's gone through and their, how they reacted to the trauma, to their overall picture, I'll also select a homeopathic remedy for that experience. And that helps them come out of that state, which also helps free up the liver and other organs in the body. Yeah. It's a beautiful remedy to release things from the unconscious mind very, for, for years. Very good. And just go a little more into, so you bring forth these um, feelings and allow them to express them with a mattress. Is that what you said? Sometimes. Sometimes it's a mattress, like expression of anger. Sometimes it's just saying the right words, you know, like stay away, like stay away and raising the voice or my body belongs to me, you know, if there's a case of abuse, you know, keep your sexuality to yourself, or this is my body, you know, any nuance of expression that really taps into the, how do I say, that resonates with the body. And so we're trained to pick up on these um, vibrations in the air, in the body, so we can find the right words to help the client express the right thing that will create the transformation so you can, you know, sometimes if we say the wrong words, it doesn't sit in our body. It doesn't resonate. It doesn't bring up that catharsis, right? And when you find the right words, then the body just feels relaxed and just more open as if letting go of something. And that openness, that letting go brings about a vulnerability, right? And there you have to be kind to the client and say, okay, stay, you're safe. It's okay. Well done for doing that. Right, so giving positive reaffirmations to that new place that opens up in a client so they, get, so they feel safer being that original, authentic way of themselves. And that restores health as well. That's so important. So you kind of take this person through an experience of being able to empower themselves and say, say stop in whatever way that they couldn't when the trauma was happening. Absolutely. We'll, we'll either use that technique 
or we'll use EMDR, which is an eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Uh, if somebody's not comfortable with expressing, then um, this EMDR is a technique used all over the world, even with the military for PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And there I'll get the client to stay with the memory or visit the memory and the negative thoughts that come up in the memory, like I'm not good enough or I'm going to die or I'm not safe, I'm helpless, etc. And I'll ask them to then also go into the feeling. The feeling could be panic, it could be rage, it could be helplessness, it could be anything. Um, so they have the picture, the negative thought, feeling, as well as the, um, the physical sensation in the body. Yeah, so they're connected to different senses, all their different senses related to the trauma. And when they're connected to that, then I'll ask them to either tap alternatively on different points in their body or follow my fingers, left, right, left, right. And the alternate tapping or the lat um, bilateral stimulation, right, of left and right, that actually stimulates the frontal cortex of the brain, the conscious part, to process what's in the limbic brain, the subconscious. Because right, a lot of trauma is stored in the subconscious, in our muscles, and actually in the water content of our body, I just found out. And when there's processing happening, the tension comes out of the body, the tension releases. And we're, we're fighting or coping less with that internalized trauma. And we begin to re-emerge into the external world. We make contact again to the people around us. Right. right? And that from, pardon me some of our chi available again our healing energy to interact yes. with our life instead of all of this trauma that's happening internally absolutely absolutely this chi interacting with external life also allows you to pull in energy again where you've cut off energy mm -hmm. right and that restores health as well it also reduces autoimmune conditions tendencies towards many diseases right and it also brings in self-love. And with self-love, of course, your immune system goes up. And you do better things for yourself as well. And life feels less stressful. Mm -hmm. And I'm imagining that many of us need the kind of healing that you're offering. I mean, I think everyone does because it's the human experience that we don't grow up in perfection. It's the way the world is. But imagine having this and then being in a doctor's office and getting traumatized with a diagnosis and how that would spiral you, you know, back mm -hmm. into something really deep and, and layering it with this fear energy and hopelessness and helplessness. Have you had anyone that's experienced that or? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So we have to be very careful when we give a diagnosis to a client, you know, there's a lot of stigma or, pictures in our mind of what, what cancer means or what certain diseases mean, right? And unfortunately, the media actually contributes to that collective trauma. So we're living in a collective trauma where you're going to fear and panic and you think, oh my God, I have to go for chemotherapy or I have to go for something else strong, yeah? And there's no education about living with a disease, living with something like cancer, managing it with naturopathic medicine, right? And um, so, by educating the public, I believe we can reduce the stigma or the fear around certain diseases and show that by supporting the immune system and by detoxifying in the right way, then the likelihood of chronic disease leading to very severe, I guess, death um, is reduced, right? 
And I believe we can do this gently. I mean, it, I don't know, I can't say that it works for all forms of cancer because I've also seen people who do naturopathic medicine for cancer and they don't make it. And I've also seen a lot of people with chemotherapy who don't make it, right? Um, I do see people with naturopathic medicine who choose naturopathic medicine having a better quality of life though. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it is just because they're not subjected to more traumas with more surgeries. Um, a lot of the side effects that come with cancer treatment can be traumatizing in, in themselves. Very much. So my mom went through chemotherapy and, um, you know, it was tough. It was tough for everybody, especially for her, you know, the amount of nerve pain you get, um, post chemotherapy, you don't sleep at night and that depletes your immune system, constant pain. You know, she just, she wanted to go and, um, we wanted her to go in the end. You know, we just said, please go. It was too much suffering, mm-hmm. you know, so it'd be quite demoralizing. Sure. Um, we're really sorry that you lost your mom to breast cancer. And as you know, um, we have a lot of breast cancer listeners on our podcast. Mm-hmm. If, if you were given a, a terminal diagnosis like your, your mom received, how would you approach it? Hmm. I try and go and collect all the love that I could from the world. <laughs> And visit all my classmates from CCNM because <laughs> um, all all you guys are amazing. Um, I would yeah I would go and look at family entanglements one using family constellations because often the entanglements we have or loyalties to either a grandparent or a parent contributes to disease. So I'd really work on my mind and body, right? Uh, I would. You know, I would tell my mom, for example, look, even though you went early and I choose to live, I still love you. you know, and, and please look at me with love as I continue life without you. That's a healing sentence we can use in family constellations, for example. And that returns some energy of power into me. Because when she went, of course, there's a tendency for me to also want to go. Right. right? And that's, that's natural for many people. So looking at those things, and of course, I would probably end up in the Amazon and just try their medicine because their medicine kind of rewires the brain and helps you look at different dimensions of the world and different aspects of reality so that when we when we let go of the fixated way of looking at the world and of reality i think our body actually gets a second chance of living again because the way we look at the world also contributes to the way our body responds right and so when we where these layers of reality or perception um then yeah the physiology changes as well and who knows there might be a second chance and just try and enjoy life as much as possible mm-hmm. how it's hard to enjoy life when people are suffering from all of these traumas because it's it's kind of like you were saying disconnecting them from the love that is from self and others so mm-hmm. Explain a little bit more about the family constellations. Like I loved how you just said when your mom passed, you gave yourself permission to love her and miss her, but not to continue feeling suffering and grief and living yeah. in a state of mind. Um, so family constellations is a very powerful therapy that corrects the imbalances in our system. 
Um, so one example is if there's a miscarriage or an abortion in your family um, and you think you're the first child, uh, but actually there's a child before you, even though they were miscarried or aborted, um, that creates an imbalance. Until you can feel your correct position that you're the second child in the system, you'll often always have chronic anxiety because you're trying to fulfill the role of the first child, for example. But the certain healing sentences we do to release that child and to recognize our correct place in the system. Um, another common loyalty that we see is, let's say dad was traveling a lot or dad was abusive to mom. The child will often protect the mother, be more loyal to the mother and almost resent the dad. But the child actually comes from both parents, right? And so they're rejecting a part of themselves where they're coming from. And that can block off love to other parts of their life, the child's life, either to another partner or to a healthy relationship, et cetera. Mm, and so what I, what I do with my clients, you're going to say? That is an aha, because if you think of all of the divorced families, yes. and often children feel this um, difficulty with loyalty, with loyalty. Yes. And they do, they, they separate from themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That loyalty, that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. So they, they might carry a lot of resentment towards one parent or excessive love to another. So two things happen here. One, the child stops becoming the child and becomes the parent to the mother or to the father, whoever they're protecting. And that again is an imbalance, right? So suddenly you have this huge responsibility and you disempower your mother or father actually by doing that and by returning to them their responsibility for their life you actually respect them at a much deeper level and the whole system then starts healing yeah the child gets more energy back the parent feels more dignity and can actually heal faster right and you stop feeling split as a child so much and you can bow down to your dad and to your mom and say look i came from both of you you know, I came from both of you. What happened between the two of you um, belongs to the two of you because I came afterwards. You know, you guys married and got together before I came along. Mm -hmm. I cannot take responsibility for what you guys have chosen prior to me coming along. Mm -hmm. and that's a very deep healing that happens for a person. They feel a lot of relief and almost like a permission to go on with their life and connect better with their friends, with relationships, and also have less burden on their children. Because the children born of traumatized people also carry trauma. That's true. And, That's they, have, and they have problems in their life as well. When mine were really small and I couldn't figure out what remedy to give them, I would give them mm -hmm. mom because I knew they were carrying my trauma. You would give them what? Which one? I would give them my homeopathic remedy. So I would take, I would know what I needed to heal from my trauma and mm -hmm. I would give it to them and it would heal their cough or flu or whatever they were going through beautifully mm -hmm. until they were mm -hmm. like eight or nine. And then I could you know, get enough information from them, but we're so connected and they do carry our, our trauma. Yeah. Just and a good thing to say, and a good thing to say, Jane, to your children is, you know, this belongs to me. Let me carry it. You know, I will be fine. I love you still. And you're still in my heart. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It's a very deep healing sentence for a lot of children. Yeah. 
And it's funny, even if I think of my own parents, um, what I went through and every and everything that I know, hearing you say this uh, allows me to heal. I'm suddenly going, oh yeah, this, 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 I, that's not mine. And I've been actually carrying it, even with all the information I've got. Exactly. Carry <laughs> our parents' traumas because yeah. we want to protect them. And fix we want to protect them. We love them. We want to protect them, and we want them to be strong to look after us. It's a it's a survival mechanism. Absolutely. And also, what happens is we don't want to be happier or more successful than our parents because we don't want to disempower them. That so I guess, Pardon me. Speaking the truth, Amit, because they say that, you know, children will, family members will hold themselves in a lesser energy state to not leave that member behind. Yes. And so, you know, often they will keep themselves unhealthy to stay a part of that tribe. Yes, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head, right? So I'll treat a lot of people in, for example, dysfunctional marriages, right? Or with abusive partners. And we go backwards, we see that their parents, you know, remained in an abusive marriage. So I'll, I'll get my client to look at the mom or to the dad and say, you know, I love you still, even if, even if I'm happier than you, I'm, you know, you're still my mom. You know, and look at me with love, even if I choose differently. Mm -hmm. And almost to thank them, because often we we learn from these negative cycles from watching our parents of mm -hmm. what not to do. We may not know intuitively what to do, but we mm -hmm. learn what not to do. Exactly. Exactly. And these new, like more loving relationships are so foreign to a child who's grown up in an abusive environment. They might not even connect you with the sense of love. Mm -hmm. Right. Because remember, when you're growing up and what you see in front of you, it's stress, trauma, etc. We almost associate that with an idea of love. And we're drawn to similar patterns. Very true. What has helped the most, Amit? What have you seen that works the most for people releasing these negative energetic patterns that are familiar? You know... Shelly, I use everything from homeopathy to EMDR, gestalt psychotherapy, and family constellations. Um, so I'm doing it all at the same time in the visit. Yeah. Um, as they're talking, I know where there's an entanglement. Right. So I'll get them to say healing sentence to release the entanglement from their family system. And at the same time, I'll understand their psychology or their emotional state and which homeopathic remedy is needed. And so I'll prescribe that. And then while they're healing in the session, I'll do a bit of EMDR to release the trauma that's still stored in the nervous system, just to reinforce the other family constellation therapy. So it's really working with all the tools that I have in the moment with the client so that they go deeper and deeper and they get the most out of the therapy session. It sounds like you're an amazing healer, Amit. And what a gift you must be to your people in Kenya. Amit, um, what is Gestalt? You use, me? you use Gestalt. Can you just describe what that is? And just for our listeners. So Gestalt therapy is a form of psychotherapy created by Fritz Perls. 
And it's working with what comes up in the moment. Yeah. So creating the space to help the client feel what are the emotions you're feeling in this moment? What are the thoughts you're having? So rather than block them or say you should feel differently or try and think more positively, we actually encourage the experience that the client's having in the moment to understand where it's coming from. And that awareness of like, aha, I see now I'm avoiding my mom slapping me when I was four years old by you know, blinking my eye rapidly or something like that. Suddenly that awareness lets go of the tendency, the pattern that you created based on the earlier childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we become more aware of the beliefs we're, we're carrying and we realize they don't belong to us. They're actually coming from, you know, an argument that your parents had or the, the information that your parents pushed onto you. Those are called interjects. Interjects are things you swallow and you start living as if they're true. Although they don't belong to everybody's mind, they, they just belong to your family's reality. They're not necessarily functional for your adult life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's many little techniques we use to bring awareness. And Gestalt also borrows from other techniques. And you know you can beat a pillow in Gestalt therapy, or you can do something called two-chair work, where you sit on one chair, talk to an empty chair, that's maybe your mom or your dad or your boss, then you switch chairs, and you go and sit on the empty chair and you talk back at the chair you were in. And through this exercise, you also get an aha moment of, oh my God, I realize what I'm carrying or what ideas I'm carrying of the other person are actually mine from childhood. All these projections we put onto other people. Yeah, so breaking those circuits that exist in our unconscious mind involves just bringing awareness and shining a light on them. It's when we can mm-hmm. see lose they're like the demons in the dark you know when you when you shine the light on them they disappear or they evaporate somewhat sometimes they come back but yeah absolutely it's funny how awareness and shining light just dissipates trauma Mm -hmm. it gives you an opportunity to think of a healthier thought you know rather than a diminishing thought that came out of the trauma like i am small or i am worthless and once we release that trauma, there's space to actually think of a positive affirmation. Like I can, I can let go, I can let in love, whatever it may be that's more powerful for the experience. Absolutely, Shelly. You hit the nail on the head, right? Because the problem with positive affirmations is they actually stress people out when there's unhealed trauma the person feels not capable of thinking positively or not holding on to positive thoughts and affirmations it works in a way over time yes it reduces the rumination of negativity at the same time what i find it's much healthier to heal the trauma to create the space you're talking about to receive better thoughts and create the room you know, to let in the love and to think better about yourself that is so true because if someone is very traumatized and you just tell them to say something positive it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel um, true for that human. So you do have to kind of clear that space and allow room for a positive affirmation to, to, to plant a seed. Otherwise, there's always an energetic conflict in the body and the mind. Right. And that energetic conflict can actually create cell changes in the body as well. And we don't want that. Yeah. And it, yeah, it adds more stress. Okay. You mm-hmm. talked earlier about the cells holding the energy of these traumas. Is that how, do you release that with EMDR? I, mean, I know you release it with everything, but 
um, you physically actually tap out some of this information for, that the body is holding is just just describe EMDR. So EMDR, like we talked about, is staying with the feelings and the thoughts and everything you had from a traumatic memory, and then moving your eyes laterally, like left, right, left, right, or tapping left and right on your collarbones, and that helps process the trauma. Um, if somebody has a physical ailment that's related to an emotion, and I'm aware of that event, then I'll either use EMDR or expressive therapy. Expressive therapy, like all these tools I'm using, getting them to say the right words that create resonance of releasing the pain. So for example, somebody had a stomach ulcer and constant nagging pain. And we did the homeopathy. We did um, a lot of whatever supplements, digestive enzymes. And it reduced, but it never went away until we found out that uh, the pain started a few months after he had a huge argument with his ex-wife, right? I think she stole some money. I don't know what the issue was now. Anyways, I got him to express anger and I got him to express disappointment. See, because for him to express, he wasn't ready to go to that place of disappointment because it would, be, it would basically create a sense of vulnerability in him. It would expose his feelings too much. And when he felt his true disappointment and says, okay, you know what? I, I'm just living with disappointment. And this is what I'm struggling with. Whew, a lot let go. And he didn't need medicines anymore. Mm -hmm. He just had to meet that pain. He had to, he had to meet it. Yes, exactly. He had to meet um, the, avoidant, the avoided part of inside of him. And we, have, we avoid the most pain, the, the place that is the most painful. We... I, either the most pain or the most vulnerability or yeah. the most shame. Yeah. So Gaber Mate says beautifully, trauma is not what happens to us. It's what we do inside of us after an experience. Yeah, we often dissociate or separate or hide or compensate. And that's what trauma is. You know, in, in traditional Chinese medicine, they say we hold shame in the bladder. But, you know, in my experience with my own trauma and, and helping other people with their trauma, I think we hold shame in every cell. And it's so important to release it. How is it with all these therapies or is there something specific for shame? So it is with all these therapies and holding the space uh, for the person to feel safe, seen and unjudged, not judged while they're experiencing how they felt when the event happened, the primary event. That's one. Mm -hmm. I also use homeopathic remedies for shame. So there's a bunch of remedies we can choose from. Um, and there's a whole chapter in a, in a homeopathic book called Mind Ailments from Shame, right? Uh, depending how the person felt, did they feel, did they go into anger or did they hide their shame with anger or did they become very quiet after the shame or did they get very depressed after the shame? Depending on their response, then I choose a specific homeopathic remedy. I think that's so important because shame also allows people to kind of go into a dimension of being dishonest because they want to hide it and mm -hmm. then they can't meet that shame to release it. Yeah, exactly. They can't meet it. And then what happens is then they live an inauthentic life. They don't go what, for the, what they really want or they don't create the relationships that they really want because they're, they're just attracting stuff that doesn't really match their, their vulnerable heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I find they, 
after this kind of healing, they just become more aligned with who they truly are and they start to follow their own path and listen to their own voice. Exactly. Most people don't even know what homeopathy is. Could you just describe it and you know why you love it or use it? So homeopathy is a beautiful system of medicine created by Dr. Han um, Samuel Hahnemann out of Germany a long time ago. Can't remember the dates. Jane probably knows. <laughs> um, and it's made by diluting substances uh, from nature multiple times so that the final dilution works more at a frequency level, at an energetic level. And because it works at an energetic level, it has a higher capacity to reach the vibrational level of a human being or of any living animal. And because it works at a vibrational level, it goes deeper into the body and actually somehow changes the frequency, the disease frequency of a person. And so all of us are frequency beings, right? Um, matter is just energy as science has proven. And so when you can give a medicine that works at a vibrational level, you heal much deeper, you treat the root cause much faster. And that's why homeopathy has the capacity to heal old trauma and emotions. And it works on the principles of like cures like. So for example, if I cut an onion and I sniff it, I'll get watery eyes and a runny nose. And um, so if somebody comes to me with symptoms of, a watery, of watery eyes and a runny nose, like an allergy, that matches the picture of an onion. So I'm oversimplifying, but this is how it works. Then I would give them a very diluted form of onion. Yeah, very diluted form. And because it's super diluted, it actually cures the symptoms of what, what um, a full onion would create in a human being. Mm -hmm. So that's the principle of like cures like. And it works amazingly well for chronic disease, for acute disease, for emotional trauma, anxiety, depression, heartache, you name it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you look at the physical symptoms and then just to use the onion example, the onion belongs to the lily family, which the whole family has a feeling of being pushed out or not part of the tribe or um, not belong. So it's beautiful in how it uses mind and body symptoms. Exactly. Exactly. So each physical substance, onion, garlic, um, whatever, any remedy, any plant remedy, any animal remedy, or any mineral remedy, um, has a physical picture, physical symptoms of what it can cure. And it also has the emotional picture, right? The mental state. And that's why homeopathy works so well and is so popular is because by studying the characteristic of the human being, of the patient, the mental state, right? we can select a better remedy for their physical symptom as well. Because there's thousands of remedies for asthma and how do you know what to choose, right? Um, we narrow down the choices by understanding the remedy picture and the mental picture of the human being in front of us. And when the mental picture of the human being matches the mental picture, the mental description of the remedy, that remedy is a better fit and it creates a better cure. Mm -hmm. And so fascinating how a plant has a mental picture. I find it's like so beautiful. And you talked briefly about how you would go study with the natives of Kenya. I would go treat, I would go treat them in the bush. Yeah. 
you would you would but you said if you had a diagnosis that you would yeah. and and learn from them what what was it that you would love to learn from them actually i would love to go to the amazon and learn there <laughs> because okay. uh, i feel in the amazon forest they have a lot of medicine that really shifts the mind right um, whether it's ayahuasca or other hallucinogenics or other remedies that they don't have to be hallucinogenics, I think they have very deep acting remedies and shamanic practices that help you see yourself and life differently, you know, different from the common projections that we are, we are how do I say, designed or programmed to accept. Yeah. That's so key. We've been talking a lot on our po podcast about how we basically get downloaded a program and a lot of us a lot of the program that we learn doesn't serve us you know about about this world and how we fit into it and mm -hmm. dissecting that program to bring our vibration higher and more yeah. connected yeah yeah Shelley, absolutely that program exhausts us actually without realizing that we're getting exhausted by these programs we're programming and we're programmed to compete with one another instead of love one another. That's a big part of our world. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you got an A, you got a B. You're good enough or you're not good enough. Like, look at what that does to your self-esteem and your belief in yourself, right? You can crush it. Yeah. And so these medicines would allow you to get a higher perspective. That would be... Why you're a higher perspective yeah a higher perspective or a different perspective you know even the word higher is yeah. is an idea fed upon us right. higher or lower yeah it's a different perspective a different paradigm so letting go of the operating mechanism in our minds that could be creating disease or low self-esteem and stress and really experiencing a more deeper spiritual experience of ourselves where there's more love more self-acceptance less damaging thoughts and this state, I believe, can improve my immunity, give me a sense of peace, and um, yeah, just be okay with death. I mean, I'm okay to, with death, to be honest. Um, but for somebody who really wants to heal, then I think I would do those mind-altering, deep immune-cleansing remedies. Mm -hmm. How did you become okay with death, Ahmet? Like a lot of our listeners are faced with a life-threatening disease and they are afraid to die how mm -hmm. did you face with that um so maybe it's because i'm a bit of a philosopher where i don't see the difference between here and there and i also don't have children so a lot of people want to live for their children which i totally respect right um so i think in that way i don't have those big responsibilities yeah, the things that make me want to live is, of course, to care for other people and to make sure that they're not left alone. Other than that, um, I feel I've lived enough. I've, I've enjoyed myself and done what I need to do. And um, yeah, it's, it's okay as long as there's no pain. But what do you mean there's no difference between here and there? Um, I don't know what there feels like. What we're doing here is experiencing stimulus, reality, people's emotions, ideas, and we, we keep on interpreting them. We give them meaning, 
Um, we give ourselves identity based on our role in community. And you realize that these are all created ideas, right? And when you can come to that place of understanding that thoughts are created, ideas are created, personalities created, everything is just borrowed and temporary, then whether you hang on to them or don't have them anymore and you're, you're out of here, I imagine on the other side is more peace, actually. Aww. And so that's why I think I'm okay going. We love you, Amit. We love you. <laughs> love you too. Would you, would you be able to tell us a little bit about your program, Heal Your Body, Heal Your Mind, and your book? So it's an online program I created to help raise um, funds for my community work in Kenya. Um, it's a full program which teaches you how to heal your gut, your liver, and your adrenal system, as well as to heal your emotions. So there's emotional healing exercises in there. And I'm constantly updating it as well with new liver remedies. Um, I'm probably going to put some family constellation healing sentences in there. So it's been helping a lot of people. It's based off my book as well. It's a, uh, Heal Your Body, Cure Your Mind, which has been a bestseller on Amazon. Uh, but, the, um, but the online course goes much deeper. My exact protocols, as well as deeper and deeper emotional healing exercises. Mm. And you can find it on drmeet.com. That's D-R-A-N-E-E-T.com. Okay. And so it's and a bunch of body. videos as well. You can watch as well. Say that again, Shelly. Heal Your Body, Cure Your Mind. That's your book? The book is called Heal Your Body, Cure Your Mind as well, yes. And the course, <clears throat> I think we could, we could add that in the description so that people can find you easily along with your, with your email. Which would be, you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to read the book on it. We're so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're going to come to Kenya and we'll sit around the campfire and do some healing exercises. <laughs> that would be great. Yes, we'd love to. Ahmed, I want to acknowledge you and thank you for coming and sharing your heartfelt beautiful knowledge and for everyone out there i want to tell you don't give away your power to someone else just go be you <laughs> <laughs>